0: Hallelujah!
1: Hallelujah! 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God! Isn't God good? You may be seated. Praise God! I, I have a message fully prepared to preach, and I am, uh, I'm just going to dismiss it. And the reason why is because. I just feel led of the Lord to just do something totally different here tonight. I uh, I made some statements on the last two services about all this flooding and such. And, uh, it seems so mysterious. In fact, our weathermen are talking about it, that all of a sudden uh, this just kind of settled over the Midwest and it's not clearing up. It's raining every day, every day, and it just keeps coming down. Uh, I didn't really mean to make a big deal out of it, except that I just felt in prayer, I felt, I felt a real peculiar uh, atmosphere to kind of enshroud me when I prayed about this. I, I've been seeking God for some time concerning our nation because I believe that there, the Bible teaches us to pray for our leaders. And I've got some some real feelings about uh, people making fun of political leaders because I think that's in contradiction to Scripture. I I just, uh, you know, the Bible even tells us that we should not glory in the calamities of others. Sometimes you vote for somebody and they, they they don't do well or they don't do what you think they ought to do and before long um, you hear people making statements about them. It just kind of rubs you the wrong way doesn't it? now if it's someone you did vote for and your statements it doesn't rub you the wrong way you kind of you're happy about it it seems to be life you know i'm amazed at how fickle we can be sometimes in our in our judgments of situations. So I've been praying for some time. I want all to go well for our president. I want all to go well for our country. But obviously it's not all going well. And so I don't have anything prepared on what I want to talk about tonight. I want to talk about the healing of our land. That's what I want to talk about. Um, I'll start out by reading Second Chronicles seven fourteen. I don't know what God is going to do in this service tonight, but I hope that God does something for you personally. To our guests who are here, uh, don't expect this to be a message, a sermon. Okay, it can be a message without being a sermon. But with a sermon, you know, you expect a proper introduction. You expect some real good meat in the middle and a good conclusion. And something to kind of put you up. Don't be surprised now. If you when you leave this place tonight, if a seed hasn't been planted in your heart for a great revolution in your thinking, a change in your life. In the late 1800s and the early 1900s, America was needing revival. Several revivalists appeared on the scene that totally shook the religious community. I remember reading a book about Charles Finney. He happened to be a Presbyterian minister. He made such radical statements in his own ranks and finally he got outside of his ranks and started doing this but when he went and preached great meetings they took church pews and they brought them up the front in front of the pulpit and they faced the congregation he preached with such great anointing and power about uh, sin that uh, people literally came up the front and sat down and faced the congregation and made open confessions about uh, their lack of concern for spiritual matters. Just shook congregations. Shook congregations. Now, what I've been praying for, I have not, I've been praying a lot about our country. I've been praying about our president. I've been praying about my attitude relative to all this. But as I got into praying for it, I remember how great revivals occurred in the Old Testament. Now, Israel went through a civil war and split right after Solomon's reign. Solomon reigned in Israel for 40 years, and there was not one conflict. It was the greatest time of peace that Israel ever had. But I'm also reminded that sometimes there is a great aftermath that follows victory. And the aftermath of victory can cause such great complacency and unconcern. And before you know it, the complacency turns into inner strife. That's what happened. Civil War took place. The kingdom divided. And From a scriptural standpoint, when you search the history then of the northern kingdom, revival never came. The southern kingdom revival came through the efforts of several kings, Hezekiah, Asa, Josiah. These were men that brought great revival, and every one of these men brought great revival by doing the same thing. They just returned the people back to the basics of godly living. How'd they do it? They went in and cut down all the groves and the idols that they had uh, built. And they called a fast. And they called the people to repentance. Now, this is how revival came. And we we find that when revival came, that uh, there was a great healing that took place in the land. Now, before I read the scripture that that I ask you to turn to, and I told you this was not 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 planned, and quite frankly, not well thought out. Whenever I say well thought out, I I know what God wants me to do. I'm just not really for sure in detail all the things that we'll be doing here tonight, but. Uh, If you will notice in in Colossians, the third chapter, verse 5, the Bible says, Mortify therefore your members which are upon the earth. Now that doesn't mean kill off church members. (coughs) That's not what it's talking about. This is what it says, Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Basically, the greatest form of idolatry is not the praying to wooden idols or stone idols, but the greatest form of idolatry is self-service rendering too much allegiance to oneself. In other words, falling in love with yourself. And another way of saying is, let your flesh rule. (laughs) That's what... And if you've ever read of great kingdoms of the past, they have all been destroyed because of this. That... Just the the serving of self became such a predominant factor that that people just they just simply forgot about God that's what happened in the book of Romans the first chapter when Paul talks about the world that strayed away from God the Bible says that they worship Worship and serve the creature. Verse 1, verse 25, more than the Creator. Who is blessed forever, amen. For this cause God gave them up unto vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which was against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the woman, Burned in their lust, one toward another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error which was met. Now you may say, what's the Bible talking about? It simply means that they turned to homosexual acts. And what happens when sex becomes your god? There seems to be no end. And after a while, that which is natural becomes unfulfilling when sex becomes your God. You hear what I'm saying? This was not only true of the men. It was true of the women, as you you well know. Uh, America is in need of revival. And I am feeling stronger than ever. Ever. The burden and responsibility for the revival of America does not rest in a change of government or a change on the political face, but it rests in a change of attitude among God's people. Basically, it's not President Clinton's fault that we're not having revival. Now, I will say this. What I am seeing, and I I stuck my neck out, so to speak, and made a statement last Thursday night. I've had more people to come up and address this to me. So, Billy Grant, do you really believe that what's happening right here in America is the sprinkling of God's judgment upon us because of immoral sins? I really do. I'm here to tell you, I really do. I've never felt it any stronger than what I feel it now. I really do. Now, if you remember just last June, we didn't have any rain for the whole month of June. Remember that? And then we were saying, wow, we need rain. We started praying for rain. There was an effort throughout the Midwest to pray for rain. You remember that? We got rain. We got quite a bit of rain. Looked like we weren't going to have any hay crops. And after a while, we just got rain. It kept coming all summer long. Now, I have heard some references being made about prayer to stop the rain, but not at the extent that I heard about prayer to start the rain. Now, this I have found out in my walk with God and the reading of the Scripture. God is extremely predictable. He is not fickle. He's not uh, in, in any way hard to figure out. He's not temperamental. If you do certain things, you can predict certain results. God is always true to His Word. And if I am seeing this right, when it comes to moral issues, you know, we have been given a choice to what we want to do with our life, but if you make the wrong choices, you suffer the consequences. And no nation will survive if they forsake God. Look, look what's happened to the Soviet Union. It's amazing, isn't it? Who would have ever dreamed that the Berlin Wall and pretty much the communist movement throughout the world would be put to a halt as fast as it has? Now, it can survive, it can be revived, but who would have ever, ever believed that? We were praying for a long time that somehow we could get people into the Soviet Union, into Russia. Now they're, they've determined, or at least last Friday they were to have voted, as to whether they would allow foreign missionaries to come into into Russia. I don't know what the outcome was. I, looked, I didn't see the outcome. I didn't hear. But they were to vote on this. But we have 25, 26, 27 people now going into Belarus uh, to, to work under government authority. And they have told us we want the Bible to be the textbook for moral issues. Now, who would have ever believed in what you would call a godless society that within one to two years they would be more open to the Bible than a nation that has printed on its coin? In God we trust. Who would have ever believed that? Who would have ever believed that? But we've lived to see that day. And Brother Nichols is going to be with us this next Sunday night. And you need to come. And you need to hear what he has to say. Now, it doesn't mean that everybody who wants to go overseas can go overseas. For the most part, uh, our officials in talking with the government agents, uh, they would like non-military people to, to come over. And certainly they're skeptical of anyone that's been working with the FBI, the CIA, or intelligence in the armed forces. I mean, they're, they're still skeptical. I, I wouldn't want you to feel that. I, I Just everything is just an open-door policy. But every place that we have gone, they've said, well, sure, teach Bible theology. Teach the Word of God. Use the Ten Commandments as a basis for morality. You don't hear that in the States, do you? We made some. We've made some very critical mistakes. Now, sometimes people make mistakes and they don't know it until God comes down and rattles their cage real good and shows them. Really, that's that's what I think is taking place. I really do, and I believe. As sure as I stand behind this pulpit, that I'm preaching to Pentecostals who know better but don't care. Some of them, some of you just simply don't care. And the reason why you don't care because you never go to the prayer rooms. You hardly get here in time for song service. You never lead your children up to the altar pray with them. You may say, oh, well, pastor, okay, wait till your children get grown, see what they're going to do with their kids. See, this is one of the reasons why the Bible says visiting the iniquity to the third and the fourth generation, to them that hate the Lord. You need, you need God to shake you like a horse trotting on concrete. And some of the things that I'm going to say tonight will be, this will be the least appreciated message that I've preached in the 21 years that I've been at Calvary Gospel Church. But some of you folks are just playing backslidden and you don't know it. Maybe some of you are and you don't care. But you can't dilly-dally around and give vent to your feelings and flesh all the time and go to heaven see it is a known fact that the new generation the baby boomers they don't like to hear about hell fire and brimstone they don't like to hear it talk about the love of God you may say pastor do you believe that God is love oh yes I do believe that God is love but I also believe that he's more than just that I I believe that see I believe that with all my heart, and I believe it because the Scripture tells me that. And I somehow I feel indebted, I really do feel indebted to, to, to stand behind this pulpit on this Sunday night in what I consider to be a, a major crisis that's coming to America. It's the beginning of it. Listen to this. In flaming fire, this is talking about God, taking vengeance upon them that know not God and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. That's the same God that so loved the world that he was not willing for any to perish, but that all should have everlasting life. It's the same God that withheld and showed mercy In the days of Noah, not willing that any should perish. Same God. But sometimes God does all that he can possibly do for some people. And when that takes place, you will find out that the judgments of God rest upon individuals. Now, the scripture that I had planned on reading in the very beginning, Second Chronicles 7, verse 14, If my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face, I find nothing in the Bible ever that promises that revival will come through unregenerated people. It's always Christians bearing their responsibility. If you are not fasting and praying and seeking God for souls to be saved, it's just as much your fault as it is the unregenerated world that's making critical moral decisions incorrectly. Are you hearing me? i tell you what we need to do here. Now, this is what the Bible says. They shall humble themselves. Now, you cannot separate in the Scripture submission, humility, and repentance. You can in the actual word, but when it gets down to the technicality of it, you can't separate it. There's no such thing as a humble unrepented individual. There's no such thing as a as a submissive proud person. They all go hand in hand and you can't separate them. So basically, I think I could interpret this if my people which, which are called by my name shall repent And the reason why I think that I can draw that conclusion, if you look at the last part of it, God promised I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin. Do you know what we need to do here at Calvary Gospel Church? We need every person, if you want to see revival in your family, if you want to see revival in Madison, if you want to see revival in Wisconsin, If you want to see the anointing of God upon your family, you need to go to God in true repentance. Heart searching. That's what we need. Notice what the Scripture says If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face. We've got too many people praying about their petty little needs. And you may say, do you not feel that we should pray about our needs? Not to the expense, or not at the expense, of 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 not seeking God. Because a lot of times we pray about our little old needs, and the reason why we do that. And I'm not trying to minimize needs, please understand. But as they stand in the order of priorities... We need God whether we have anything else met or not. We get just a little headache. We don't feel like coming to church, so we just say, I don't think I'm going to go to church. I'm tired. I just took note this morning, I talked with several people, and I said, how are you? Oh, I'm just tired. I'm just lucky to be here. I was tired, too. I really was. Didn't want to get up bed this morning. Now, part of my tiredness was that I didn't want to go to bed last night. <clears throat> but, you know, it is amazing. Somebody can come along and want to play games. And you step all night long. The next day, you said, oh, I'm too tired to go to church. Well, no wonder. I meant, my, if you've got a brain the half the size of a black-eyed pea, you're able to figure that out. Isn't that right? You can figure that out, can't you? And, and, and don't, don't, don't you remember those nights in which you just Oh, I've got to get in the bed early. I'm just so tired. I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. And all of a sudden, a company stopped in and some friends you haven't seen in a long time. And here it is, 1 o'clock in the morning, and you're still yakety yak, yak, yakety yak, yak, yak. And they want to leave. And you Oh, we, we just, and, and they leave, and you just had such a great time. The next morning, the alarm went off. And You said, Oh, God. I've got to go to work but you got up and went you know why you got up and went because you had better sense not to you knew you had to see and here's where we stand let me tell you something here's where we stand and I wouldn't mind addressing the entire United Pentecostal Church in this matter. Here's where we stand. We need to get our minds off ourselves. And we need to start seeking the face of God. We need we need some repenting going on. And let me say this. And when God starts answering, don't stop praying. I see this all the time. God will... God will just come down and just bless and start answering prayer. And, and, and before God even finishes with the total answer, you've already forgotten. Now, remember, Solomon was seeking advice from Jehovah God. What's it going to take for us, O oh Lord? How can we have peace in the land? This is what God said. If my people which are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and I will heal their land. Anytime this land needs a healing, here's the formula. I say here's the formula. Now, basically, when we look at individuals, I am responsible for my own life. As the head of my household, I am responsible for my, my family. I've got, to, I've, got to, I've got to bear that responsibility. If things don't go well, I have to bear that responsibility. As head of the church, I'm responsible for this church. If things don't go well, I'm responsible for It's easy for us to go ahead and shout, speak with tongues, magnify the Lord, and say, Well, all of this business we talk about in judgment of God, the responsibility rests upon the unregenerated American. That's not the way it works in scripture though. You hear me? I say, that's not the way it works in the Scripture. Because, you know, we're all in this together. When the church is not doing right, or not doing well, nobody should start pointing their fingers at other people. You get on fire. You pray. You seek God. See? And it it is amazing, you know, to me. You'll find out that that When you really get a burden for your church, you don't criticize it. When you really get a burden for your brother, you don't criticize it. If you're praying intercessory prayer for a brother in Christ, it's hard to be critical toward him. And if I, may I say this, if you are critical toward the person that you're praying intercessory prayers for, there's something drastically misaligned in your spiritual experience. This is the reason why. That if I'm praying intercessory prayer for my president every day, this is the reason why that jokes about him turn me off. You may say, well, it sounds to me like, Brother, Brother Grant, Pastor Grant, you're agreeing with all these." And I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. I'm just saying that no man can help the matter if he has a bad attitude toward the matter. Are all of you hearing me? You see, there, there is a scripture in Peter's epistle. Now, I've gone over this, I go over it probably about every three years. But in 1 Peter 4, verse 1, the Bible says, For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it began at us, what shall the end of them the end be, rather, of them that obey not the gospel of God? First Peter 4:17. You will find that when God decides that He's had enough, and that society must pay for its wrong you will find that every time that he chooses to judge, he will first look down upon the righteous and he will cause a purging, a cleansing among the righteous. Why is he going to do that? Because most people don't have access to the truth like you have. They may have the Bible And the Bible is truth, but they don't have that revelation that you have. So that simply means when they read it, some of them, they don't even know what they're reading. They have no idea. They don't get the message. But I tell you what they do get. They get the message loud and clear when they see God's law alive in your life. They get it. Now, that's simply saying this, that before God judges any society, he first seeks out the righteous and purifies them, and they become the measuring stick by which every man can examine himself. Always works that way. I believe that God's calling me. I want want to stand here. I want to be the first to say, you know, I've been praying. I've been seeking God. But when I look back, Brother Rich wanted me to get up here and talk about what we had done in the church. And I wanted to do it, but I couldn't get my whole heart in it because, you see, I gave to Cheese for Christ, Christmas for Christ, Mother's Memorial, But while I was saying all this it was like the Holy Ghost was saying but are you sure you did your best? Are you sure you did all you could do? You know I go check the records and look at it and I say well Lord, I've been faithful. It's beside the point. I'm not for sure I've done everything I could do. I'm not for sure I gave it my best shot. The last time we had quarterly prayer and fasting, I, I prayed and fasted, and I felt such great victory. But looking back now, I'm not for sure I gave it my best shot. In fact, I'll stand here to tell you, I I didn't. Felt pretty good about it then, but just reflecting back, I I didn't. I've been going up to Sister Jeanette every week, and she's asking me about CCC, and tell her how many I, I have, and walk away and feel good over the fact I can report something but Jeanette I'm not feeling so good about it today. I'm not for sure that this was acceptable to the Lord I ought to be witnessing to a lot more people you know there's a lot of hungry people Grant and I were just in the country kitchen last Thursday night after church the young lady walked up and she says oh I know you, you're Reverend Grant well actually she was talking with my wife, she recognized my wife I came in a little bit later and she said oh I know you you're Reverend Grant, I've been to your church oh I really love your church she said so I worked with a girl Shelley clock. She said, you know, I work on, in the evenings, but I, I really want to come back. We started talking to that girl. This girl's hungry for God. Now, if you saw her over there, charming young lady with a good personality, and you saw her waiting on someone, serving tables, flashing her big smile, you'd say, she doesn't care anything about God. She's having fun doing what she's doing, but she said I just there's something inside I feel so good when I come to your church. There's just something inside of me I've got to come back. I've never had a year like this year. it's been the busiest year I've ever lived because we elected to build this house and sister Grant and I got into the thick of it and had to do a lot of the work ourselves because it was running more than what we thought. I just I want to apologize to all of you for spending so much time doing this. guess I should have just carried out a little bit longer or something. I just My game plan was just get it all over with and get in. But I neglected a lot of things. At the time... You know, you always kind of been where the most pressure is applied. But that's not the way you run your life. Otherwise, the cares of this life will take over. You know that? They will. You remember Jesus giving that parable in Matthew 13? You remember that? And the vines came up and choked. A couple of times I was feeling like I was burning out. I hear this all the time. Burn out, burn out, burn out, burn out. Most of this burnout as far as church is concerned not burnout, choke out. It's the cares of this life. You're doing too much for yourself. You've got too much emphasis on yourself. Don't have time for God. Don't have time to be spiritual. You remember when I read Romans 1, God gave them up? It really means God gave up on them. In which God said, I can't do anything else for these people. I've dealt with them. I've talked with them. They just ignore me. You see, I'm a firm believer that God speaks to everybody. You may say, I never hear the voice of God. It might be that you're... you're, you're so stuck on yourself that if God screamed in your ear, you wouldn't hear Him. See, that might be the problem. You remember when Jesus was here, Jesus spoke to His society. He said, He that have ears to hear, let him hear! Why did He say that? They all had ears. Because you can hear without hearing. And you can see without seeing. We just need to become sensitive to God. Sensitive to the Holy Spirit. Let me tell you what's going to happen. The rapture is going to take place. The rapture, I don't know when it's going to take place, but it's going to take place very, very soon. I can't personally open my Bible and find any of the signs that need to be fulfilled before the rapture takes place. As far as I am concerned, we're pretty much living on what I'd call borrowed time right now. Now, if I look in the book of Revelation, and I look at all the calamities that's coming up on the face of the earth, as a result of man's disobedience to God. In other words, man says, "We we don't want God, we don't want God, we don't want God, we don't want God. Then God extracts the church from the planet Earth. The rapture takes place. We're called up to meet him in the air. And the Lord said, Okay, here's what it's going to be like when the world doesn't have Jesus Christ to reckon with. What are we saying in America? We're saying, We don't want prayer in our schools. We don't want any nativity scenes around in Christmas time in public places. Take God out of society. And then the judgments of God start resting upon us as a result of God's blessings being removed, we start biting our fingers and we say, Oh God, what's happening? Are we that dumb? You mean we can't figure that out? It not only works that way in the nation, it works that way in the household. It works that way in the church. God is extremely predictable. That's just the way it is. And, and that's what we're saying. Basically, that's what we're saying in our nation. We don't want our children praying. We want total separation of church and state. I hear this all the time. Oh, the Constitution. My friend, I'll eat the Constitution if you can find that in there. Go find it. Bring it back to me and prove to me that the Constitution says separation of church and state. It does not. It is not in the Constitution of the United States of America. If you can find it, I'll eat it. It's not in there. That's coming from politicians that don't want you praying. And they don't want you seeking God. That's where it's coming from. It's not in the Constitution of the United States of America. It's not there. Our first president, when he was inaugurated, held a Bible in his hand. And he said, by the help of God, I will fulfill all the duties required of me as president. And he held the Bible. And in front of all the viewers, he kissed the Bible. And he had such strong convictions about church attendance and prayer. When it came prayer time or church time, it didn't make any difference who he was entertaining, foreign diplomats or who. He excused himself. To go to the house of God. You just have to forgive me. I'm just I'm really stirred in my heart. My son, forget not my law, but let my heart but let thine heart keep my commandments. For length of days and long life and peace shall they add to thee. Let not mercy and truth forsake thee. Bind them about thy neck. Write them upon the tables of thine heart. So shalt thou find favor and good understanding in the sight of God and man. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. And lean not upon thine own understandings. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes, fear the Lord, and depart from evil. It shall be health to thy navel, and mora to thy bones. Honor the Lord with thy substance and with the first fruits of thine increase, so shall thy barns be full with plenty, and thy presses shall burst out. With new wine. My son despise Not the chastening of the Lord. Neither be weary of his correction. For whom the Lord loveth. He correcteth. Even as a father and a son. Whom he delighted. Happy. Is the man that findeth wisdom. And the man that getteth understanding. God. Is extremely. Predictable. But the wicked shall be cut off from the earth, and the transgressors shall be rooted out of it. God's going to purge this planet earth and make it new. Let me tell you something, though. I talked about the rapture. We talked about having a lot of water in the Midwest. Did you know that there is a time in the book of Revelation that when the church leaves this world, that all the water will turn to blood? You think about that. It happened in Egypt. It'll happen in America. How would you like five inches of blood to fall from heaven? You'd get serious about God then, wouldn't you? Bible. was this morning we were supplying some containers for The folks from Iowa to take back taking back drinking water. After the rapture takes place it doesn't make any difference where you go, there's not gonna be any drinking water for a while. That's the world that has been forsaken by Jesus Christ. If you ever intend to make a decision, to live for Jesus, you need to live for Jesus now. Let me, let me give you a, s- a statement I heard when I was a little kid. It's easy to live for God hard, but it's hard to live for Jesus easy. The most miserable people in the world are people that know a little bit about God and do nothing about it. It's a hard way. What did Jesus say? Come unto me, all of you that labor and are heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon me and learn of me. He says, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Contrary to what you think, the Bible says the way of the transgressor is the hard way. Won't you just bow your heads and let the Holy Spirit talk for a while? God purge us. Cleanse us. Forgive us, God. Our complacence is killing us. Help us, Lord, to keep the old paths. Help us to fear you, Lord. God has stretched forth his hand upon us right now. Let's obey his voice. Let's listen to him. If he wants to use a spiritual gift, be yielding to him. Be willing to let him use you. I'm spoken to
0: you
1: tonight. My word comes forth to you tonight. The question tonight is what you will do with my word. You have heard the word before. Many times before have I spoken to you. I have spoken to you in the still of the night. I have spoken to you in the morning and at noon. Yet some of you still will not listen to my voice. Some of you still
0: refuse to hear and bow your knee to me. Will you now not listen
1: or will you submit yourself to me? Is there happiness Mm. oh God oh God I said let's yield to him that's it everybody starts seeking God that's it yes oh glory that's it everybody starts seeking God right now these are very serious moments games are over Real life. Anyone needing to come to the altar, take your liberty, come right now. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. That's it. Oh, God, dear God, dear God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord, dear Lord. We're needy people, God. We need you, Lord. We do. We need you, God. We do. We need you, God. We do. Oh, Lord of heaven. Touch us all, God, we pray. Everybody in the house, would you pray? Even our guests. Just bow your heads for a few moments and pray. Seek God. Would you do that? You'll find this to be such a productive moment. When you're praying out to God and seeking God. Oh, hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. God we love you 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 Savior Lord we're concerned about revival we're concerned about spiritual things Lord we as Americans we as people Lord we've strayed so far from your commandments Lord you have become secondary in our lives Lord it cannot be that way God For this reason, Lord, we set you up as the God of our life and crucify the flesh. The greatest form of idolatry is servitude to the flesh. Oh, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. Forgive us, God, of our sin. Forgive us, Lord, of our iniquity. Forgive us, Lord, of our complacency. Forgive us, God, of our hypocrisy. We repent, Lord Jesus, before you and before all these people tonight. We ask of you, God, oh Savior, make us strong and willing in the Spirit to be led by the Spirit. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord, oh, Lord. Jesus, we seek your face, we seek your face, Lord. We seek your face, we seek your face. That's it. Let's all cry out to Jesus right now. Let's all cry out to our God right now. Let's all cry out to our Lord right now. Oh God of heaven, we're unconcerned. We're wayward, Lord. We don't want to be this way, Lord. We want America back on track. We want the church back on track. We want the church back on target. Oh Lord, oh Lord, oh Lord, each man must bear his own share of the responsibility. Jesus, Jesus, I have not affected nearly enough people. I have not led nearly enough people to you, Lord. I have not witnessed nearly to enough, but oh God, I want it to be different, Lord. I promise you, Lord, it's going to be different. my lord my lord you're soon to return lord i want to be rapture ready i want to be one of the caught up ones when the trumpet of god sounds i want to rise to meet you in the air lord i want to savior i sincerely want to I want to be saved, Lord, and I want my fellow man to be saved, Lord. I want the brothers and sisters of like precious faith to be caught up. I want these children, Lord, to be caught up. I want these middle-aged people and these elderly people to be caught up, Lord. I want to be effective for you, Lord, while I can. The scripture says we must work the works of God while it is day. The night cometh in which no man can work. Oh my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord, my Lord. It's not how pretty our clothes are, how nice our hair is, Lord. It's not how well-dressed we are, but oh God, it's the burden of our heart, Lord Jesus. It's being sensitive to you that counts, Lord. That's what it's all about, Lord. Oh God, 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 oh God. I love you. 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 I I need you, Lord. I I need you, God. 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 I worship you, I praise you, I seek your face, God, I seek your face, God, I seek your face, God, I seek your face, God. Your face, God. Your face, God. Jesus. Father of heaven, Lord
0: Jesus,
1: come, Lord, to this very precious, precious Jesus, and precious We can bow our knees to our God, our Savior, our Lord. Oh Jesus Lord, send revival, God. We need churches, Lord, here in Wisconsin. We need empowered churches, Holy Ghost churches, spirit-filled churches, Lord. We have so many unchurched cities, Lord. They need to hear the gospel message. Oh. My Lord and My Savior. 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 God in Your name. 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 oh God now would you just pray with someone near you ask them to help you pray that you will become more concerned and more spiritual just lay it on the line with them even if it means making a confession lay it on the line it'll be good for you it'll be good if you just open up your heart and confess that you haven't been what you need to be just do it it's not going to hurt you Oh, God of heaven, God of heaven, God of heaven, yes, Lord. I love you, Lord, I do. I praise you, God, I do. God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, that's it. Ask your brother or your sister for help. Say, brother, help me pray. I need to be more concerned. I need to be given more to the things of God and less to the things of myself. Husbands and wives, if you're near your wife or husband, pray together. Fathers and sons, daughters, moms, daughters, and dads. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. We join together hand to hand, heart to heart. We bind ourselves in one mind and one accord here in the house of God for revival. We pray for a healing of our land, but we do so by repenting of our own sins, our own shortcomings. We seek God not because America needs it as much as we need ourselves. We need a touch of heaven, Lord. We need a touch of heaven, Lord. We need a touch of heaven, Lord. Let the fire of God come and rest in our soul, rest in our bosom. We need a duplication of Pentecost. Oh, Lord... Grant it to be so. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, Lord of heaven, move upon me. I love you, God. I worship you, God. I praise you, God. I seek your face, Lord. God move, upon me. God
0: move
1: upon me. God move upon me. God move upon me. God. Yes, Lord, in your, name, in, your name, in your name, in Your name, in Your name, in Your name, in
0: Your
1: name, in Your name. That's it. Oh, God of heaven, that's it. Let our fervent prayers. The Bible says the effectual fervent prayer. Of a righteous man availeth much.
0: Fervent, brave, fervent.
1: Prayers based on fire. Prayers based on fire. Move among us, Lord. I pray, God, move. Face, God. I want to seek your face, God. I want to seek your face, God. I want to seek your face. Oh, God, dear God, dear God. We need a humbling and a shaking. Oh, God. I love you, 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 I love you. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. I worship you, God. Oh, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, Lord. Dear Lord, heaven, dear Lord of heaven, dear Lord of heaven, dear Lord of heaven, dear Lord of heaven. Let your power and let your Holy Spirit move and flow, O oh God. We pray, Lord, in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name. We pray in Jesus' name. oh hallelujah that said now maybe you want to go pray with someone else do that would you do that right now oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god lord oh lord oh lord oh lord oh lord, oh lord. If you are a guest of ours and you have not had an experience with God that you've been satisfied with, remember, God can give you that tonight. He can fill you with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. He can set you free. You can be born again of water and of spirit right here tonight. Oh God, dear God, dear God, dear God, dear God. That's it. Let's seek him some more. Say, let's seek him some more. Let's seek him some more. Oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. I
0: love
1: you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. I love you, God. Oh, Savior, Lord. Jesus, God, you are divine. And your power, Lord, and your Spirit, God, is sufficient, Lord. Yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God, yes, God.